Hey guys, what's up? I know we're a day late. This is no content. That's Pixel. Uh, his internet's still bad as well. How's it going, yep. man? <laughs> it's going all right, except for the internet. You know, that's just going to be my tagline from now on. Hey, that's <laughs> Pixel. His internet sucks. I literally transferred the bad internet from your from me to you is basically what ended up happening. And I don't know how that ended up happening, but yeah, like it, it just became like, that's become a thing. So uh, just FYI, Thanks. just FYI chat, or I guess people listening or wherever you're listening to this to on YouTube or Twitch or wherever. But uh, we were late yesterday because I had some personal stuff come up. So I uh, didn't want to keep telling, like it was a thing where like it got close to the, uh, the podcast recording time that we usually do. And I didn't want to keep telling Pixel like, hey, I'll be free. Hey, another 30 minutes. Hey, another 30 minutes. So I just kind of was like, you know what? Let's just hold it till tomorrow. I swear that this is not our new schedule. So, uh, yeah, just, yeah, <laughs> keep that in mind. I swear this is not the new schedule, but uh, we do apologize for all the late stuff as well. Um, you know, so it is what it is. Also, Pixel's internet is getting fixed, hopefully by tomorrow, question mark, right? Hopefully. I don't know if they'll actually fix it. You know how they are. You, sometimes they'll just be like, it's your problem. It's your computer. It's your router or whatever. And right. they just don't fix it. How old's but your router? Hoping, uh, probably like four years old. Oh, wow. Okay. I you mean, you like... could try, they give me a recommendation of a router that like, uh, I should use, and I, um, I ended up using it, and it's working like really, really well. So maybe I can send you suggestions after stream or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, they might end up giving me like just a new modem or something like that, just to test it out. And like yeah. they usually give out like um, the modem and router combos. So I would avoid those. I I like to avoid those too. Yeah, try to avoid those Honestly. if you can or whatever. Uh, I had so many issues when they when they sent that to me. That's what caused all my issues that I had for like a month. So I would probably Jeez. like try to avoid that if you can and just try to get like a split one or whatever uh, yeah. and just like provide your own your own router, which would probably be a good thing, which just reminded yeah, me I still sure. need to send the router back, unfortunately. <laughs> but ever since that happened, do you uh, do you know, uh, I don't want to leak your information, but do you have have you always been with the same ISP since you've been in that in your place? Um, Yes. Okay. Yeah, I think oh, aside from like the whole name change thing, yeah, it's it's always been the oh, same. Okay. Uh, wait. So you had you had a certain internet provider, and then their name was changed like during it or whatever. Yeah. Okay. So you should probably mention it that mention that to them because the same thing happened well, with me because I used like to be a company a, name. Yeah, because they really? also switched out the equipment. That's what they told me. So they told me that the reason why I was having internet issues with the modem was because they were giving me the wrong modem because the modem that i was using works with the new company but i need to use their old uh i need to use their old stuff or whatever um because i'm on like an old grandfathered plan and huh. so that's why like i was having issues or whatever oh that's good to know yeah so huh. keep so keep that in mind with uh with them or whatever like you might want to tell them like hey this is like i used to be on this and then switch to this like your plan might not even be offered anymore and those plans mm -hmm. still need to run on like the old material so like i'm on a modem that like doesn't even exist like anymore uh with their company oh. or there's very few left which kind of sucks and it's one of those mm -hmm. things where if i ever do switch off um this internet line or whatever then i'm just gonna get really bad internet which sucks <laughs> so i have to just like pray that this modem just like doesn't keep out or whatever but i'm on, on like a grandfathered plan gotcha so yeah, my plan was just to give them like all of my receipts just all of these 
um, screenshots of like the Twitch inspector and like speed tests and things like that. Just show them like, hey, this is something that happens after an hour of streaming. So you can't just be like testing it after five minutes and, you know, judging my connection based on that. Yeah, you also got to like make sure that like, I don't know, it depends. It's a crapshoot on who you get as like a tech too, because some of them are really good and then some of them are just like really, really bad. Oh, yeah. You know, so, so. It, like it depends. Like my first, the first guy I got was like really bad, was like okay, and then the second guy I got was like pretty good and like told me a bunch of information and stuff like that that I needed to know. So mm -hmm. uh, it's also that. It also could just be like the. It depends also if so. If you're not on a grandfathered plan, are you on a? You so you're like how old's the modem? The modem itself is uh two years old okay so the thing with your isp because i know which one you have is that they hard they hard uh I, I, hardwire is the wrong word but they hard hardwire the firmware to your modem so if like 1.5 or 2.0 comes out like your modem will never be updated to the latest firmware you need to get your modem switched out to get like that new uh... software and that could be causing issues and they should like you, you ever get those like stupid spam email newsletters from like your isp or whatever like, and it's Sometimes, like, yeah, yeah th so that's like a newsletter and it will tell you in that newsletter if you need to update your modem or not. Oh, okay. and so keep that in mind, too, because I've had that issue, too, when I was uh, on Charter a long time ago and they were like, yeah, you need to bring back in your modem. It's like five firmwares out of date or five or six firmwares out of date or whatever, because I never changed it out Jeez. in like four years or something. So that could also be an issue, too. It's really stupid. But yeah, they hardwire. They would... Yeah, they hardwire the modems uh, like firmware onto it. It's really stupid. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, you would think that they would actually, like, physically mail you with something saying, hey, you gotta, like, switch out your modem, otherwise... Well, well, they, well they do, and it's those new, those spam newsletters that freaking no one opens up anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, that that's that's the issue, you know? Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. But anyway, enough of our internet problems, even though I could probably talk about that for another million years because of, you know, yeah. how everything's doing. How's your week been, man? Well, it's been pretty good. I mean... Um, Crusader Kings 3 came out today, so I've been playing a lot of that. That was actually really, really fun. Yeah, so how, like, okay, so for everyone who doesn't know what Crusader Kings 3 is, because uh, I think a lot of people don't know, to be honest, because I never <laughs> knew what it was until sure. you told me. Um, what is it? Um, and why are you so excited way. for it? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a, such a quizzical reaction, like, why? Why yeah. are you actually excited about Yeah, this exactly. Um, so... The best way that I can describe this game is that it is a sandbox game um, where you kind of like build a family and you're trying to guide it throughout time. And so it's like an alternate history game. You start off at a specific point in um, the history of Europe and mm -hmm. like uh, Eastern Europe and you just play this family and you go throughout time guiding it along. It's kind of like a procedural story generator, you know, because like all of these things can happen to your family and your goal is to like adapt to it. Mm -hmm. And so that's really what it is. It's, it's a sandbox story generator game. Mm -hmm. um, and the reason I've been so excited about this is because the third uh, game has been, has been talked about for years and years and years. The, the second edition came out in 2012. So this has been like eight years in the wow, making. Wow. Okay. Um, and I, I think it looks fantastic. It looks actually it looks amazing, and it's like it took all the bad things of CK2 and mm -hmm. replaced it with uh, mechanics that actually started making sense. Um, but really, I think the game is great because 
there's just so many epic things that can actually happen. You know, you're building up this family. You're trying to take over like the, the British Isles or you're trying to take over Europe. Right. And I, I think there's just really, really cool moments um, that you have in game. Like I had one where I was playing like the, uh, this is in the, the second uh, edition, but when I was playing a king in uh, Ireland, mm-hmm. um, now I was nearing the end of um, my life. I think I was getting like really, really, haggard and um ill and my king is a catholic king he decided to take a pilgrimage to like a holy site and he did all these things along his path he helped the peasants and he was being very generous to everybody and and these are decisions that i make myself and at the end of that journey he actually died and the the kingdom passed on to his son i felt that like that was such a like a fitting end to like his reign that I don't know. It's just there's a lot of little moments like those in the game that make it really, really fun for me because like it, it really is a story. Like, mm-hmm. and the the most fun you have in this game is by actually role playing right. your character. They have traits, and you make decisions based on those traits. You don't have to, but role playing it makes it much more enjoyable for me. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of like how I like it. How how I like my games. It's a lot of depth. It's a lot of um, uh, great little storytelling moments. Right. I mean, okay, fair. I mean, it sounds really cool. I mean, I like for an outsider peeking in, at least, like, I've never really played these, like, gr- I don't know what even genre you would call it, like a grand epic mm-hmm. open sandbox, like, R- almost RTS. Like, I don't yeah, even it's know. Like, it's a hard one to place. Yeah. Like, I think anybody who has had experience with this game will tell you the same thing. It's like, it's mm-hmm. kind of role playing, it's kind of strategy. You know, it's. It's a little bit of both, right? Um, because you have a character. You actually have a main character that you're guiding around, and you know, having them lead armies and right. you know, discover plots and things like that. And so, there's the warfare part of it, which makes it strategy too. So it's a little bit of both. Yeah, um, yeah like hard to tell from looking at it. Yeah, from an outsider looking into it, like I think my issue right off the bat is it seems like very, very complicated, and mm-hmm. I get, and I don't know if I want to like invest the time to like learn it right that's that's like always been kind of my issue with these type of games and it's just kind of my personal opinion but i don't like games that have a game design where i need to fundamentally do things outside of the game to be able to learn what is going on i don't find that like fun i don't find that like enjoyable so it's hard for me to get into this game or into those type of Mm -hmm. games because like i tried to play stellaris and the tutorial was like really really bad in my opinion and it like kind of taught me stuff and then afterwards i was just kind of like thrown into the mix and i was kind of like wait what's going on you know what i mean right. and so i feel like if the tutorial can't cover like basic stuff to where like uh like i want a tutorial that's able i want a game that is able to like teach me kind of like foundational stuff and then for me to allow like discover natural discovery after that and mm-hmm. i felt like the game didn't do that for me that well at least when i played solaris because i know yes. that companies made the same game and it mm-hmm. made it more just like frustrating and stressed out for me and i also mm-hmm. i also kind of have this issue with just kind of like open world games in general where i feel like i get the purpose of open world games but there still needs to be some type of structure or direction to like push the player right mm-hmm. so like i enjoy like rockstar games to a to a degree 
but I feel like they're a little limited because it does push you into a direction of like, here is the main storyline. There's all this other right, stuff right. that you can do as well. So I kind of feel like that's like a nice balance. I feel like Bethesda games are okay as long as their coding's not spaghetti coding, which obviously hasn't <laughs> done anything, are. right? But which obviously, you know, it is, but I feel like that's like a good thing as well. Like you kind of already know foundationally like the basics of stuff, but there's still a direction that you can go if you just want to like focus on that direction and i feel like mm -hmm. at least from like looking comparing this game and it might not be a good justification to compare the two but comparing like stellaris to crusader kings i've already like watching streams have gotten that same vibe where i'm just like this mm -hmm. looks a little bit too like overwhelming and like confusing for yeah. me at least from like a yeah. viewer like a viewer standpoint but i realized that your viewer experience and the play experience may be a little different but i feel like with this game it mm -hmm. might not be i don't know yeah no i totally agree with you because like in the past those tutorials were horrendous like i went through the tutorials in all of the paradox games from like ck2 uh, European Universe, Europa Universalis, Stellaris, all those. Mm -hmm. And I still had to go online to YouTube and watch tutorials. And I'm like, this is terrible. But I, I'm so glad that with CK3, I still play through the tutorial just because right. the UI is different and I want to just learn everything. Mm -hmm. um, they they followed uh, along with like the best trend in strategy games that i've uh, i've seen in recent years which is when you have a dialogue box you can hover over words and it'll give you like a tool tip okay telling you like how or, or what this thing is and how it's supposed to be used mm -hmm. um so this is a little bit more noob friendly i think okay it still requires a lot of outside knowledge right um if i if i look at it just by itself um if i were a new player I don't think I would have enough knowledge just by playing the tutorial. Right. You really have to be the kind of person who likes clicking things. Mm. You you have to click on everything and kind of see what it does. Right. And there are so many menus and so many possibilities that you may not find everything. Right. Like, and I'm, I'm not kidding. Like in CK2, there are people who have played hundreds of hours and not realize that there is a, a certain menu option somewhere mm. like that you can, you know, click on and it does stuff. Um, so you really have to be the kind of person that really likes to explore menus and how to interact with things. Like it's all about how one character interacts with another. Like, mm -hmm. do you want to plot against them? Do you want to, uh, plan an assassination against them? Do you want to steal their land? Do you want to uh, try to seduce their wife kind of thing? Right. Which um, I think is like fine to be honest, if there's like a discoverability to like games or whatever, but I don't know mm -hmm. how much of that. Is, I don't know if that's like good or bad game design specifically. If like, you know, there's people who have played like hundreds and hundreds of hours or whatever. And still, I don't know. It depends. It depends on like what type of game. Cause I know, cause I'm look, I'm thinking of what, what Crusader Kings and Stellaris looks like. And it just feels different. Right. Because like, yes. it's, it's an you're in a lot of menus you're in a lot of text and stuff like that and so i you know i feel like that's a good thing in gaming where like you could play hundreds of hours of like skyrim or another open world game which is visual and then discover something that seems really really cool but i feel like if it's a game like stellaris or civ or something like that where there's like tons of menus tons of dialogue it just feels mm -hmm. like oh this should have just been told to me you know what i mean especially if that menu mm -hmm. is like something that's rather important you know what i mean Mm -hmm. It feels different when it's this type of game. Yeah, it definitely does. It's a very, very different kind of game. It's 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 really its own thing, and I can understand why it has a very niche appeal. Um, right. 
it appeals to a very very certain crowd that really likes deep strategy games mm -hmm. um it's not one of those games that's like simple to learn hard to master it's hard to learn hard to master right and i yeah so i don't know for me it doesn't look like the type of game that like i will personally enjoy but i i, I get that it's like made for like a specific audience of people which is perfectly fine as well mm -hmm. and yeah it's, it's not gonna be like the best um uh watching experience for a stream um i think I actually think this is better for YouTube. It's better for like highlights, you know, just grabbing right. specific moments of things when they happen. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, this, my son inherited. Oh, there was an assassination attempt. Like, you know, cut to um, like the coronation or something like that. They like foil the assassins and, you know, um, get, found the people who were responsible kind of thing. Um, yeah. So I think it's better for like highlights rather than a live stream. To be honest, I feel like that with a lot of games, though. Like, I play Pokemon mm -hmm. Sword and Shield. I play Pokemon Go on my stream. Like, I, I agree. Like, there's a lot of downtime, and that's why I've incorporated things into my stream that don't necessarily focus on the gameplay, right? Mm -hmm. Because I feel like if I focused on the gameplay, then probably no one would ever come back to my stream ever again. So we use it as, like, <laughs> a just chatting background to just, like, chat with each other or to meme or song or uh -huh. media share quests or whatever it has to be, right? But I right, feel like right. that's like a lot. A lot of games on Twitch in general or live streaming games are not good like games to to stream. And there's a reason mm -hmm. why certain genres of games are always at the top of like Twitch's like directory, right? Mm -hmm. Like if we look at the top games right now, most of them are either party games like Spy Party, Among Us, Fall Guys, uh, or it's FPS games, right? Uh, Fortnite, mm -hmm. Call of Duty, Valorant, CS:GO, those type of like shooting games. And then the other games that are sprinkled in there are kind of just like really popular niche games, in my opinion, or like kind of like whatever the flavor of the month is, or a game that has a lot of nostalgia. So you have like Apex Legends just came out the new season. Team Fight Tactics is up there right now because they just had their their PBE just came out. They got mm -hmm. like a new patch. Dead by Daylight's up there right now because they just got a new patch. Minecraft is up there because it's Minecraft. There's nostalgia with it. WoW's up there. So mm -hmm. I, I feel like it really depends. Like most, uh, but if you look at consistently, like what are the top, like, I don't know, 15 to 20 games on Twitch, it's mostly shooters, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it always has been. And it, 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 it's because they have a lot of like action to them, mm -hmm. in my opinion. Yeah, it's a little bit of everything for everybody. You know, people like go on Twitch and they either look for, you know, high intensity action they look for people who are just like chatting they go for um a closer knit community or you know there's so many things so i mean right maybe maybe there is like a little space for it um because yeah i think a lot of people do come to twitch just for that interaction you know just sitting in chat and talking to people you know oh yeah so. i mean i looked at um i looked at the directory for crusaders king and stellaris and uh, statistically, from what I understand, it is probably the best. Um, it, it's probably really good for people to stream, uh, to be honest, if you want to like grow a community or something like that. It's small, but it's just the right size, in my opinion, to be able to grow a community if you want to. But if you're consistent with that type of game, the issue mm -hmm. is, is that when I looked at the analytics for the game even more, there is not there is virtually no crossover with the game besides other genres of that game and so what that <laughs> tells me is that you really need to have like a really good personality to break out into other things so what that means is that like mm -hmm. uh for people listening is that if we use pixel as an example because i'm assuming you're gonna stream and play crusader kings 3 you could potentially get a stake your claim in crusader kings 3 
uh, in general, right? I think it's a very good place to like stream, right? It's a very mm -hmm. good place for you to stream and to like grow your community and start off if you're like a Twitch affiliate or even just really starting off streaming. It's a game that's small enough that has a small enough but not dead that has like a core community. The problem is mm -hmm. is that once you switch to something else that is not Crusader Kings, analytically the cross the overlap is very small. So I looked at it and it's like, if you were to switch, if you're playing Crusader Kings and then you're like, okay guys, I'm gonna play Fall Guys. There's like a 75% to 90% drop off because Crusader oh, yeah. King viewers are just not into like Fall Guys or to Fortnite or like if you were to play anything else outside of like these type of games, then mm -hmm. you would have a huge drop off. Uh, you do have some like crossover with games like Baldur's Gate and stuff like that, mm -hmm. or like Divinity Original Sin and stuff like that. But you would pretty much be like locked into the genre, like those type of genre. There's not a lot of crossover for those games at all. You see a lot. You see that a lot also with card games as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I would agree with that it's very like siloed community. Like if you enjoy those types of games, there are very few other games that you will probably enjoy watching. And I I can see it a lot. Like just kind of like going back and forth between like the same streamers playing the same sort of games. Um, I don't necessarily see that as a bad thing. It does culture a sort uh, foster a sort of like very tight knit community. It, it depends um, on what you, it depends on what you want out of the game. Right. And it depends on like how passionate you are about the game. That's all I'm saying, you know, like yeah. for you, oh, if yeah. you were to stream it or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, totally. I think uh, I, t I totally get it. It's a very like double edged sword where like, yes, you, it, it, you can't play anything else, but at the same time, like, you know, it, it creates a much more tight-knit community that will stick around much longer. Yeah. But yeah, you're going to end up playing the same thing over and over again. Right. Uh, you know, and the thing is, too, is that with... Uh, with See, the problem is, is that... I, I See, I haven't looked at the category, but I'm just going to assume this or whatever. Like, when you, when you watch... When I watched Hearthstone streamers a lot or whatever... Uh, there mm -hmm. was not a lot of them that had like a lot of personality to them, but they were just on at the at the time and had like good gameplay and like good analytical stuff, right? So when they mm -hmm. went to like say play uh, another game like a shooter or something like that, one they weren't very good, but then two they just weren't very entertaining with it because they approached it like playing like a Hearthstone game and it just wasn't fun to watch, right? And but it's mm -hmm. and it's the reason why you've only seen a handful of people who have left Hearthstone still you know retain their numbers. I'm talking like Force and right, and I think. In a way right. that I kind, you know, in a way, uh, I'm not as edgy, obviously, because I don't want to be. But you know, uh, the same way he did stuff to foster a community that didn't focus on Hearthstone, the game, right? He had like the meme pleb list where like people could like request songs and add it. He did like the plug DJ thing, the TTS type of stuff. It was all memes during his stream. I think you see right, the same right. thing with like Disguised Toast as well, because he has like a very strong personality, and he was able to move on to like TFT or like Among Us or like other games as well. Mm -hmm. But when oh, you yeah. see, like, most Hearthstone streamers, when they move on to, like, I don't know, Fortnite or Call of Duty Warzone, it's just Resident Sleep for the whole time, in my personal mm -hmm. opinion, because they're just not entertaining, right? And so mm -hmm. I feel like that's also probably why there's not a lot of overlap, is because I'm assuming, like, people who play Stellaris and Crusader Kings are, like, very, uh, not, I wouldn't say slow-paced, but very, like, they think things analytical. out a lot. And analytical, yeah. It's, um, I, I probably would say so i mean i don't know um it's it does follow that yeah if you play a game that has a lot of numbers you can like basically plan everything out in a spreadsheet you're going to be the analytical type right and it's it is very true like if you really want to branch out and try uh different things and really become a variety streamer it's really your personality that's got to carry 
Yeah, and um, also, so by the way, twi- uh, oh yeah, by the way, to anyone listening, uh, I don't, re- I don't recommend you guys to do variety if you're gonna, if you're actually <laughs> trying to grow. And this is a talk that we can have like way later down the line because I've talked about this so many times to people, to streamers off stream or whatever. Uh, you do not want to do variety starting off if you want to grow. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, as yeah a it's a very, very true. Yeah. Um, it's you got to build like that core first of all. Like you got to build a core and a and a smaller that underrepresented community, and that's going to be your best chance as far as growing. Yeah, um, for me, like I really don't care for the for the numbers. Like I just want to like stream right. And have yeah, fun. exactly. So so I'm cool with like playing whatever on stream. Um, but yeah, like I totally agree with you. Like it, it really has to be your personality that carries carries you through this because that's all you have. That's the same. You know, that's that is like. That is your weapon against the uh, the 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 masses, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, um, exactly. So you have to you have to use it. You have to have it. Right. Yeah. No. For sure. But uh, yeah. I mean, I get asked that question like all the time. Like one of the, I know we're kind of going off on a tangent, so deal with it because yeah. this is how the podcast <laughs> is. It's no content. But yeah, I I literally get asked that question a lot behind the scenes, and I've gotten a lot in the last like four months on like how to start streaming or like where where to start streaming or whatever, or, like what to do or whatever. And mm-hmm. it real it really comes down to one, you shouldn't be streaming a huge large game like Fortnite or something like that you just shouldn't like or call mm-hmm. of duty unless you're exceptionally good two yep. consistency 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 it doesn't matter if you're streaming only three days a week you need to make sure that you hit those number you hit those like same hours like all the time or whatever mm-hmm. uh and then three you have got to make off-site content because twitch's algorithms are just so bad uh, and mm-hmm. I honestly have recommended like a lot of people to like if they're starting a stream, uh, I'm actually going to be talking to a couple of people like in calls later or whatever um, this week or whatever. But I've constantly have been like if people come to me and they say, hey, I want to start streaming. You know, I always ask them, are you doing it for fun? Like you're just le- learning a musical instrument to play for your friends? Or are you trying to start like a rock band, right? And start doing gigs mm-hmm. and stuff. And if they, if they choose the later and actually want to like make a community and grow out of it. The second question that I always ask them nowadays is uh, link me all your social, like link me all your social media accounts, your YouTube, your, mm-hmm. your Twitter, your Facebook, your TikTok, your Instagram, everything. And if those numbers are super, super, super low, then I just tell them, don't start streaming, make offsite content first. Because Mm -hmm. for me personally, we did not see growth on, for me personally, I did not see growth on this channel until I started making offsite content. Right. Whether, yeah, whether that be this podcast or whatever it has to be, or like making discord communities, like in my personal life for like Pokemon go or whatever it might be. We didn't really see any type of growth at all until I started making those things and then funneling it to Twitch. Because what's going to happen is that if you just start off on Twitch with no social media background and no content creation outside of the platform, you're going to get burnt out very quickly. <laughs> I totally agree. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think that is super important to have offsite content because that content is always there. I mean, I'm basically just talking mostly like YouTube and Instagram, stuff like that. Right. Stuff that you can find at any time and mm-hmm. like months or years down the line you can still find that and it'll lead you back to twitch or whatever site you use so having that content around is actually super super important i I don't think it's a good idea to start on twitch honestly it's way way better to create something that is always going to stay somewhere 
and is always accessible. And and yeah, and get like residual views essentially, right? Because that's what right. you really want. Like that's what you really want or whatever. And then also like um, you know, with edited content, you can also like kind of showcase your um your your personality can be like shown off like way more easier too because you have like the work to like edit it and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But I will say that it takes a lot of work. So at the same time, Twitch is very easy and lazy content in my opinion. Right. Yeah. Compared to like YouTube or something. But like, so I just kind of wanted to like, like, you know, I, I know people like meme on it. And I know people hate it. They absolutely hate it. But the biggest growth factor right now, uh, sad to say, is actually TikTok for me. Uh, my TikTok hmm. has actually like blown up to be pretty huge. And I don't po I only post when I like find a shiny Pokemon in Pokemon Sword and Shield. So first of mm -hmm. all, my TikTok is literally only clips from my stream. So if someone clips something like when I jump on the bed or something like that, or when I do something stupid, I'll upload it to my TikTok. And it's literally just my Twitch clips. And so I had mm -hmm. about 100, 110 old Twitch clips or whatever, right? But that's new and refreshing content for TikTok, right? Um, mm -hmm. and I haven't posted, let's see here, this, hopefully this doesn't autoplay, it does, but whatever. My last TikTok was on August 16th, or whatever. So it's been quite a while, it's been almost a month, just because I haven't been able to post anything consistently there, because I haven't done any shiny hunting or anything like that on my stream, but mm -hmm. it's currently at 3,866 plays with 252 likes or whatever, and if I look at my followers for the last, if I look at my followers for the last week, even though I haven't posted content in the last week, I've gained 35, about 35 to 50 followers in nice. the last week or whatever, which equates to 840 followers with 25,000 likes. And I already have a TikTok that has 153,000 views. And that was literally from uh, an old clip from months ago that I had that mm -hmm. had happened on my Twitch. And a lot of my offsite uh, offline follows actually come from TikTok. Wow. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of also another thing that I think streamers are really, like, underappreciating and underutilizing is honestly, like, TikTok. It's not that hard. Like, for anyone listening to this, it's really not that hard. <laughs> you literally can and, post yeah. old clips from two years ago and this, and just pretense them as if they are brand new. And it's fine. Oh, yeah, totally. I think I can sum up all of this advice into one little phrase that i was given uh, a long time ago mm. and it's called be prolific and just and all that really means is create a lot of content be able to just put it out everywhere you can just cast a really really wide net and that just increases your chance of something landing and really just like and, and then you can just build from that so mm -hmm. just being prolific and doing as much as you can on every platform you can yeah, for sure, for sure. So, I mean, that's kind of my suggestion for anyone who's, like, really looking looking for that. Also, you guys are welcome. I, I usually charge for that bit of information or whatever. <laughs> so, you guys are welcome for that. Also, follow my TikTok, tiktok.com slash Ryan Kubo. Also, that's another thing I was going to add is that if you're going to make a name, if you're going to make a name, uh, stick, with the, stick with it on all your social media sites. So... Yeah, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I know you don't. But, it, I mean, yours is close enough to where people could, like, find it or look it up or whatever. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's it's easy to, like, just, like, grab a name for everything or whatever, in my opinion. And I think that would, like, really help out or whatever. The other thing that's actually been helping out for me personally, um, which I've noticed, too, which has actually gained me a lot of follows on, say, like, Twitter or Instagram, is I've actually been posting that I'm going live on Twitch 
and then after the stream's over, I actually delete the tweet. Hmm. Because what's been happening is I've actually, I, I would start losing followers. People would follow me and then unfollow me because they would think like, oh, all all this dude's like Twitter is, is him posting like stuff about him going live on Twitter or whatever. And that's not, maybe that's, mm -hmm. or on Twitch. And that might not be necessarily the reason why they initially followed me, right? Mm -hmm. um, that's a good point. So what I've actually been doing, and it's been helping out a lot is, Honestly, after I tweet something out or whatever that I'm going live, after the stream's over, I just delete the tweet. Mm -hmm. um, because I've also had a lot of people, too, who maybe just aren't socially aware or just don't notice. I've had people, like, say that they unfollowed me on Twitter because whenever they saw my tweet, I wasn't actually live. And it's because I would tweet out on live, go to bed because that was my last tweet. They would see the tweet four hours later go to my stream and be like what the heck he's not live and then just like unfollow me or whatever which is kind of funny to think about but i mean that is something mm. that you need to take into account is the different time zones that people are in right so people mm. see your tweet that it's maybe like 8 a.m 9 a.m for them and they're like oh he's live and it's like 5 a.m over here or something like that and it's like nope not live okay and so I, that's <laughs> actually been really helping me a lot too is actually been getting removing those like live tweets because uh, to some people they're almost like advertisements mm -hmm. right Oh, that's really interesting. I never really thought about that. I, I think we talked about it before, but like, it's always interesting to think about like, okay, why doesn't someone actually uh, use this tweet in the way that it was intended to be used? It's like, almost like the psychology of a user, like, okay, so how do we prevent this from happening again? How do we fix this and, you know, change something in order to like, make it work as intended? And sometimes it is deleting a tweet. Um, because I think, I think all, you, all, all a user has to do is look at the date it was posted, and you can judge by that, but I guess some people just don't read the dates. Yeah, so, and I mean, other yeah. people are also in different time, like time zones as well, right? And, and other people are also new, and you're always getting an increase of new eyes and new viewers to your Twitter or your social media pages, right? So they might mm -hmm. not know that you know, I only stream three hours or something, right? So if they think they see the tweet that I'm live and it's been six hours since the last tweet, they may just assume, oh, he's he's live. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like he could still be live, right? And so at yeah. least deleting it shows that or whatever, which has actually been really, really helpful, but yeah. No, yeah, it's a really good idea, actually. I think, uh, yeah, if I ever start tweeting again, I'll uh, I'll do that. Yeah, it, it cleans up your timeline a lot too because I've noticed that like I follow people who like literally... Like, I'll, I haven't unfollowed them, but I'll, like, mute them because they're, like, and they're bigger streamers. They're not, they're like, no one, none of my, my friends or anything like that. But they're, like, pretty large streamers. And I've noticed that, like, they literally just, like, auto-tweet out when they're live and that's it. And I just kind of, like, have muted them or, like, unfollowed them because it's, like, oh, okay. Like, you know what I mean? It's just a, a notification board for when they go live, you know? And it's, like, yeah, I'm not that vested into their stream or something, you know? Sometimes it is like a nice thing to have. I remember at one point that was like the best way to find out when a streamer was live because mm -hmm. I think there was a, a time when Twitch wouldn't send out notifications or anything like that. They were just unreliable. And so like the best way that I could find out when a person was live was actually through a Twitter. Right. Uh, through a tweet. And so I, 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 I think I actually really appreciated it. Yeah, I think that was the best way to tell people that to go live. For, uh, from my understanding, the best way to now notify people is through discord yeah much better is through discord and that's what i've been doing too as well which has been uh actually really helpful and has actually gotten a few people but i actually 
try to funnel as much information as I can, especially since I play Pokemon Go. For people who don't know, there's like a friend code system in Pokemon Go where you can add people and they can send each other gifts. And mm -hmm. I've just, and it got too out of control in my chat to where like people were just constantly coming in and like posting their friend code and like leaving. <laughs> Right, which is like really, really annoying, and it's just like self-advertisement, and that happens on yeah. all mobile games. Unfortunately, I've dealt with that before. So what I've done now mm. is I blacklisted friend codes, but it, after you get timed out, which is only for like five seconds anyway, it funnels you, or at least tries to funnel these users to my Discord. So then they join mm. my Discord. They can then post their friend code in there, which there's also like 30 other people in there with friend codes. So they can all add each other if they really want to and start creating a community. But then on the mm. off chance as well, we've had some people who have joined the Discord be notified that I'm live on Twitch and then come back to the Twitch stream. Huh. Right. And uh, I yeah. think Discord is probably the best way to get notifications for people. And I find it still to this day very strange that people will make like sub only discords. I feel like that's like a really bad move. I feel like it's fine to have like a discord that has maybe sub only channels, but to have like the whole discord be sub only, I don't think is like a smart move. For um, building communities, probably not. I think it's fine to have a stream. Um sub-specific channels i think subs do require like some sort of perk that's specific oh yeah no them. like but i'm saying channels where it's like you have to be like there's discords i'm a part of where i got gifted a sub i joined it and then it's like once my sub ends i'm kicked out of the discord or whatever and i oh, think yeah, that's really yeah. really bad like sub only discords like at at all are just really really mm -hmm. bad where you have to be subscribed to the channel to like access it or whatever because it oh, just yeah, gatekeeps yeah. certain people of the community or whatever no, I, that, that I agree with. Yeah, yeah, I think that if you do lose your sub, you should still have access to it, like, you know, something on there. Um, like, same thing with... Like a um, pleb or general mods. chat, and there's, like, a sub chat or something like that, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, VODs, totally too. I was, yeah, that's VODs a good point, too. too. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, there's been, so, oh there's been so many content creators that I have gone to, and um, they're not even... Like, okay, so I get it from, like, a bigger streamer's perspective, right? Like, I, I believe, like... Um, Akaru and um, I think Tifu and a couple other people, they said that it's because like these clip channels were like stealing their stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And, and re-uploading it. So I get it, right? I get why. But, you know, when it comes to like smaller like smaller or middle-sized content creators, I don't really understand the purpose of like sub-vods at all. Um, because I'll go to, there's been a couple channels, even this past week that my friend has recommended me to go check out. And I was like, okay, maybe I'll like them, maybe I won't. Let me go check out their vods. Boom, sub only. I'm like, <laughs> What? like sub only and then i followed them ended up unfollowing them because i realized that they stream in like european time or like asia time so i can't catch them anyway so it's yeah. like uh, it just kind of sucks though because it's like oh maybe i would have enjoyed their vod content or something anyway right because right, i'm totally. one of those people that do watch the vods sometimes so i think yeah the sub content like the sub only content is really really stupid <laughs> if you're mm -hmm. like if you're not already like kind of like a bigger streamer right and, and most features exactly. let's be real here are not for like the top thousand subbed people on twitch anyway so that's for like majority of people this is who i'm talking to oh absolutely um but yeah i think transitioning to that i think there was a couple of things that um you know there's a couple of like uh perks features and stuff like that that some people wanted us to talk about on this podcast for twitch uh okay. that i've been rolling out and so i kind of wanted to just get into the first one because it makes us more money quote unquote but September is back baby um yeah every you guys know the drill if you don't know September is this thing where basically they take a new feature that is given to subscribers 
and to people who can sub and they basically discount that feature so i believe the first year it was just like your subs were cheaper then i think like the second year it was gifted subs were cheaper and then mm -hmm. this year it comes down to like this really weird thing but um it's basically uh reoccurring subs are now cheaper and they seem to be really pushing this new feature and i don't i, I don't want to say it's like a new feature per se but i think it's an underlooked feature but a feature mm -hmm. where you can now sub up to six months in advance um in yes. increments of one month three months or six months so very quickly 20 percent off the first month of a new recurring one month sub 25 percent off the first three months of a new recurring three month sub and six uh 30 no 25 percent off the first three months of a new reoccurring three month sub 30 percent off the first six months of a new reoccurring six month subscription from what That's awesome. i understand from this by the way if you have only primed to the person or have been gifted a sub, you still qualify for this 20% off the first month because you're still con considered a new reoccurring sub because you've technically never paid. So keep that in mind as well. Now I have heard, I don't know if this is true or not, but like if you are buying a bundle pack for the first time, it also applies. Yeah. Even if you are resubbing. Yeah. From what I understand, yeah. Uh, you probably have to look into that on yourselves because Twitch is weird like that. But yeah, that is a thing that apparently is, yeah. <laughs> apparently that's how it works. So gotcha. um, currently right now, uh, it's three ninety nine for one month sub. Three months is eleven twenty two, And then six months is $20.95. Um, so yeah, if you guys want to, you can, uh, you know, go sub to your, your favorite streams and stuff like that. Here's, so here's my thing. And... Uh, I kind of wanted to talk more about this because this is like just a very quick, short announcement. Um, but would you ever sub to a channel for three or six months? Is there a world where you can see that? Because for me personally, I just never would. Um, because there's no telling where even in, let's say even if someone were to sub to my channel for three months or six months, there's not even, there's no telling that like I, you know, I may quit next month. Or I might mm -hmm. take like a two month break, or I might just not stream as much as I am right now in the next coming months, especially since I've told my chat, like I'm streaming a lot because of like COVID, right? right. And so I'm curious, like, would you ever like stream like a top, like, would you ever like sub for like, you know, a bulk amount of months or no? It's, it would have to depend on how much I think that streamer will still continue streaming. Like, if I have some sort of, I, I, I don't, I don't want to say guarantee, but like if I have some sort of like belief that they're going to continue to stream, if they're going to be like um, constantly producing some sort of content at all, then yes, I would definitely cons uh, consider it. Mm -hmm. um, but it would be a very, very small list of people. Mm -hmm. um, I, I wouldn't do that for everybody. Like for that reason, like I don't know what's going to happen. You know, there may be a, a time when I actually need to stop subscribing, like for one reason or another. Um, maybe it's just become too expensive or, or, or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, but if I know that I'm going to continue doing it, then I would consider doing, I would consider subscribing three, maybe six months, uh, in advance. So it, it really, really depends. Right. I, I don't know if I can say it for sure, but like, it just, it, that's the best answer I could give it. Like it depends. Right. Yeah. And it also depends on what you, what like the it also i guess depends on the reason why you're subbed and how invested you are in the community right because yeah, like absolutely. i know people who haven't streamed for like at least like six or seven months and i know people personally from like those communities that are still subbed for whatever reason 
you know, oh, wow. but then for just to support them still, like uh, their, their breakaway. But in my opinion, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, I kind of get the concept of it, but at the same time, I don't. Mm -hmm. So just for me personally, like I probably wouldn't because I would, for, just for me, I would want like value out of that sub as well. But mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, whatever that value may entail or whatever, so. Yeah, no, I think uh, that is a very good point. It's like, what, like, what are you getting out of it kind of thing? So, like, if they did ever stop streaming or, like, the community dies or something like that, then, yeah, I know. Uh, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't, like, keep subscribing, mm -hmm. even if it meant, like, still having access to those modes that are still uploaded or still having access to Right, it also could be that, right? You just really, really, really like the emotes or something, too, I guess, right? Yeah. And you wanted to pay I for that. Do that. There are, yeah, there's a ton of people that do that, actually, that just subscribe just for the emotes. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, so there's people that tell me big. they just subscribe for my face, which I think is weird. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> for my fa for my face emote or whatever. So, you know, yeah. there's that as well. Maybe I need a face emote. <laughs> I don't know, maybe. I mean, this is also why I've also lowered my, uh, my emotes to be super, super cheap as well. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I, I, I do get a lot of viewers who come in and are like, I can't sub. And I think that's like, I'm not trying to make money off of this whole thing. I'm just trying to hear people chill and like, um, you know, play some games or whatever. So, you know, I, I want as many people as I can to, to subscribe to me. Then maybe that will change if the channel ever gets mm -hmm. bigger, but I doubt that it ever will. Yeah. You it's, know? Uh, yeah, it's always important just to have fun. Yeah. Um, next up, I guess the, the last feature that I kind of wanted to talk about, which kind of slipped under everyone's radar. And so I think this is a pretty good PSA for any content creators out there. But um, there's been another update to clips, which I thought was really, really interesting. And this should be live to every, broad, uh, every single broadcaster right now. But mm -hmm. they have added the feature to um, limit who can clip on your channel, which I thought was really, really interest, uh, interesting as well. So... Mm -hmm. Currently, you can have clips be subscriber only, so they have to be subbed. They have to be following for a certain amount of time, or even both, um, if you mm -hmm. want to go the extra precaution. So for followers only, you can have it off any followers, 10 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, one day, one week, one month, and three months uh, to be able mm -hmm. to clip on the channel or whatever, which I thought was like really, really interesting, um, as well as for, uh, and then you can also just turn it on for a sub. So you can make a combination of like, I want them to be falling for 10 minutes and they have to be subbed or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. I actually think that this is like a really, really good feature. I've really liked it. Um, for me personally, um, the reasoning behind it, which is, um, which is why I would use it. And I've talked to other content creators about why they would use it is, uh, for raids mostly. So if there's like a toxic yeah. raid or a toxic host or something like that, and then, you know, you know people will send their viewers there to be toxic or whatever, and then, you know, no one can clip or something. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. no one's following for 10 minutes or whatever, and those kind of things go by the wayside. But, you know, they could be following for a while. But, you know, it, it still mitigates certain things. Um, I don't know. Thoughts, thoughts on this pixel from a moderator standpoint as well as just personally? You know, if you yeah, would ever I enable think, it. Um... Um, I think it's a really good idea, especially like as a moderator. I mean, just for those reasons alone, like uh, like you mentioned about raids and things like that, there may be something that happens on stream that um, you know that your subs probably won't clip, but you know that some rando definitely will. You know, just kind of like who's sitting in the chat, right? Um, so it's it's not a it's not a complete like you know end all be all solution to it, like mm -hmm. um, but it does mitigate, and that's that's really important. Um, mitigation is like the best thing that we can do. And I think that this is going to help cut out like 
anything that could possibly happen on stream that you didn't want to be clipped. And right. like, there are just so many numerous things. Yeah. Um, for, for myself, um, I think, I think I'm going to have to like go along with that too. Like, I'm going to say that, yeah, I think it, it makes sense to have it maybe just at the very least followers. Only. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. It's kind of hard for me to say too, because like, when you're starting out, you're not going to have that many followers. Mm. And it, I feel like it might actually turn people away if, if you have it just be followers only that clip things. Because there could be instances where those clips can actually boost your, your presence in a very, very big and meaningful way. Right. So maybe it, it may be okay for larger streamers, and maybe uh, you gonna, you're going to have to like just make a decision based on what you feel comfortable with uh, if you are like a smaller streamer. Yeah, I, I don't know how many people, though, out there are, like, going to a stream, like, clipping and not following. That's kind of weird. That just sounds weird to me. Like, if someone was doing that and, like, coming to my stream, like, clipping something and not following me as well, like, that just means they're trying to, like, get, like, some spicy, like, drama started. In my opinion, that's what I oh, immediately sure. go to is, like, something weird happened on stream or something like that. Um, for me personally, I just have it at, like, 10-minute follower mode before you can, like, clip, which I think is, like, just perfectly fine or whatever. But, um, yeah, I, I think it's a good safety precaution, and I'm glad that Twitch has finally done something or is doing some stuff when it comes regards to clips. I think they now need to learn how to mute clips as well, which will kind of suck, but I think that needs to be something that happens as well. Mm -hmm. uh, we've talked about this before, but I, re I really do think that a driving factor, um, you know, for, you know, streams in general, um, at least, and why the reason why Twitch is so big and powerful when it comes to the streaming platforms is because of their clipping feature. <clears throat> I know that like Facebook, for example, has their own clipping feature as well, but it's, it's limited to Facebook. So after you clip, you can like share on your personal wall and stuff like that, which is like really, 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 really weird. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I mean, other than that, like, um, you know, sites like Livestream fail, it's not limited to, you know, people think it's you know, limited to Twitch, they, they technically say in the rules that it can be from YouTube, it can be from Facebook, it can, you know, rest in peace Mixer, it can be from wherever <laughs> and from Twitch. But obviously the Twitch clip system has, you know, in my opinion, probably really grown that, that subreddit, which almost has a million, you know, followers now at this point, right? And so yeah. clips are like a really, really good thing to, to have and to like utilize as well, just to like be have free advertisement for your stream. And I, I know I personally clip my own channel and like will post replays or like highlights or whatever of something interesting that happened on stream or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Like uh, it's so incredibly powerful. I don't think that anybody has a decent competitor to mm -hmm. the Twitch clip system. Um, I, every day I wish that YouTube had one. Like, it just doesn't make sense that YouTube doesn't um, mm -hmm. have some sort of like video producer. Um, they do have third-party ones. I think it's, I believe it's called Neat Clip, and I don't know if it's yeah. still around or whatever. But it's a plugin extension, and I think it just, I, I don't think they host it themselves, which is the issue. So it goes to like a stream, like a streamable or something like that, which is under like their own like TOS, which could cause like issues as well, right? Yeah, something like that. It's um like it's like a third party tool for a third party website. It's kind of like really odd, mm -hmm. but like that's the only solution that anybody on YouTube has. But like the the Twitch clip system is like extremely robust. It like it's been around for such a long time. And I I would give it a lot of credit towards building a lot of streamers presence online. Mm -hmm. Like this it's it's so incredibly powerful just having that available. Yeah. Um so like I think any 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 kind of tool that helps build the system out helps 
uh, moderate it, helps mitigate any kind of issues that people might have with it. Like, it's fantastic. Yeah, clips um, combined with, once again, like, outside, um, like, sources, right? People coming from, mm -hmm. like, Reddit or people coming from Twitter or people coming from wherever it might be where these clips are posted as well. Yeah, for sure. Like, although I have heard that um, recently that some people have experienced some of their clips actually being deleted. Um, not, probably not by the streamers themselves. So it may be an issue, like, um, a while back, like, where they started deleting clips due to music in the background or some such thing and it is starting to be deleted i wonder but i can't yeah i'm not really sure right i i wonder also and i never really gotten a straight answer from this and i uh, for this and i think maybe it, it's the case but what happens if the twitch account is banned so say your mm. twitch account was perma banned for whatever pixel do all your clips that you've clipped go away i'm assuming so right so it might be that as well that might be happening in like some case scenarios mm-hmm but I've, yeah, I've never be been possible. told if that happens. Okay. Yeah, that's really interesting. I'm going to have to like, dig more into that because I don't know if it's due to that whole um, content ID flagging system. Right. Or or what. Or a but, combination. Because um, think about it. Someone makes, Let's say someone makes a throwaway account. They clip something really, really bad. They post it on an outside source like Reddit or Twitter, and then they delete their account. Mm -hmm. Does that clip still exist? I actually don't know. That is actually, no, I'm pretty sure it does still exist. I've seen, I've seen instances. Yeah, I've seen okay. clips where it has like you know how it says like created by so and so, and it doesn't say um, it doesn't show like uh, it doesn't give a shout out or what it doesn't link back to a channel. Right, right. So like that clip still exists, but that user has either been deleted or whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think it's a name change or anything because it would still be there. I think. Mm -hmm. um, so I have seen instances where like yeah, the clip will still be there, but the person is deleted. Huh. Okay. Well, that answers my question. Well, maybe answers my question. I don't know. We'll have to see how it goes. But, uh, but, <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, I think that's pretty much wraps it up for this podcast. I don't know if there's anything else that we can like really add add to it, unless you have anything else left to say. No, I think that we touched on all the things that we wanted to touch on um, for once. Yeah, I think we're good. Oh, I did. Wait, hold wait. on. I don't know how to message you. Let me message you this really quick because I don't know if you want to talk about this on on the podcast order. So uh, let me message yeah, sure. you. Um, hold on. Let me mute my mic too. <laughs> pause champ chat pause champ <laughs> okay um yeah so i guess we can i guess we can talk about it since pixel yeah. says he's like cool with it or whatever but i kind of uh i kind of wanted to give an update on these two things or whatever because i know we talked about it last week and so that was kind of like our first impressions of the games and i wanted to kind of come back to it and then be like okay it's mm -hmm. been like a couple weeks it's been like two to three weeks with these games so i kind of wanted to re-talk about just very briefly or not very briefly this might take a while mm -hmm. but i kind of wanted to re-talk about among us and fall guys and where we are now within like a two to three week span because we had our first mm -hmm. impressions of it and i kind of wanted to see like where you're at i know fall guys just had like a crazy not crazy announcement but they didn't announce like season two dlc uh you and i have been mm -hmm. playing fall guys on stream and i believe a little bit off stream i'm not really sure i can't remember who i've been playing with uh <laughs> and then i know you've been playing like among us or whatever with like a bunch of groups of people or whatever like mm -hmm. including some like including like some of my friends or whatever so i kind of wanted to know like with your various groups or whatever like how among us is doing um I don't know if you wanted to start with Among Us or Fall Guys, though. 
Oh, we can start off Among Us. That's okay. fine. Yeah, go for it. So, I mean, I haven't really been playing it, so <laughs> I still don't find interest in it, but I'm, I'm curious mm -hmm. to see where, where you are like a few weeks you know, well, uh, into Among Us. Yeah, I'll be joining you pretty soon because I stopped playing. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Okay, so <laughs> you stopped playing Among Us like completely, or is it like you're yeah. on a break or you're bored of it? I've uninstalled it. Wow. Okay, so what... So is this because of boredom, repetitiveness, or like, wh why is that? Um, I realized that when I was playing it, I wasn't having any fun anymore. Okay. Um, so like the the first like week hype kind of died out with it. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So it's like it was it was like it was fun for a little while, but then I I quickly realized that this isn't the kind of game that I could see myself enjoying because it started bringing out the worst in me. Oh, wow, yeah. I'm kind of like that with games, um, too. Like, I'll quit MOBAs and stuff if I get really bad. Or, like, not bad, yeah. but, like, mad and bad at them. Yeah, or, so like, it's the like, ceiling gets worse, yeah. I think by its very nature, any kind of Mafia game will encourage uh, the kind of behavior that I don't really like seeing in myself. Mm. And so that's kind of, like, part of the reason why I stepped away from it. Um, I started feeling like, okay, this is just not the kind of game that I could see myself enjoying. Because... I mean, like, let's 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 be real. The game is about lying and how to be good at lying. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, in order to do so, you have to really believe that you are correct, even though you're not. Right. Um. And so, some people like doing that. Some people like playing that. That's cool. That's totally cool. Um. It's just not for me. It's just not something that I feel like is something that I want to feel good about. <laughs> so. I I just wanted to step away from it and just say like I'm I'm good. This is this is this is not something that I want on my computer anymore. I'm I'm Fair. done with it. There. Do you think that there will be a time where you ever return to Among Us? I know like Among Us Two is coming out and they're like redoing things with it. Are you planning to go back to it or are you just like totally like 100% done with the game? Um, I'm 100% done with it. Wow. Yeah. Man, I'm, I, I am fine watching others play it. Mm -hmm. um, that doesn't bother me because mm -hmm. I know that they are just doing it for content and all that stuff. Right. I'm yeah. just going to sit back. I'm not going to take part in it. Mm. And so that's, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I don't really want to play it anymore. Wow. That's big. That's big. All right. Well, I mean, I've never played it still because I don't know. I don't really care for mafia games. And I kind of agree with the same points with you or whatever is that like, unless you it can just bring out like it, video games really show different sides of people or I feel video games show like people's personalities, right? Like play a mobile with any of your friends and, or mm -hmm. a team based game with any of your friends. And it really shows like the true side gaming side of them. You know what I mean? And, uh, mm -hmm. or just their true personality. I feel like, so I kind of agree with you on that one. Um, yeah, and it's, uh, yeah, I totally agree with you. It's like, sometimes some people just, they do not mesh well in video games and you just kind of want to like, well, that's their thing. They can play it. Right. But, I'll just leave it at that, I guess. What, so I guess, uh, you know, I already talked about it, so I kind of wanted to just get your opinion really quickly on this. But, I mean, so then Fall Guys, you know, you've had it for less time than me. You've had it for about two weeks now, or about a week now, I think. I don't know. I don't remember the timeline. So what do, what do you think of Fall Guys so far? I actually like it. I, I think it's actually fun. Like, I had a lot of criticisms about the game mm -hmm. um, early on, like about how is this going to be worth, like, 20 bucks and stuff like that? Is it really going to be... Um, long lasting does it have enough mini games uh that kind of thing so i feel like it 
actually is worth 20. I think I, I think actually it is. Okay. Because there's a lot of stuff to earn. You don't have to really pay money to earn these like skins. I think that's a big plus. Mm -hmm. um, part of the reason why it's probably costing $20. Right. Um, so those skins aren't like locked behind a paywall or anything. Right. Um, and I just genuinely think that it is just a fun, casual game. Like it's actually a fun party game that you can just play um, even on your own. I, I, I've actually played it on my own and just like, okay, let me hop on Fall Guys for like an hour or so. Mm -hmm. okay. And um i can actually get enjoyment from that it's like actually yeah i can i can see why people like it i can see why this is big um except for that stupid tail chasing game i hate that game. <laughs> yeah everyone has that game that they like really don't like but no I, I i agree with you i think the beauty of it also still is the being able to play with people uh alongside people and not really necessarily like with people too at the same time because, mm -hmm. like, you, you don't get upset when, like, people lose or something like that. But, you know, I think the only one downside is if you're in a game where there's a lot of really good people and you're really, really bad. Because we've had these incidences before where we have, like, four of us playing and then one of the people goes out in, like, the first round and they're just kind of sitting there for, like, four or five rounds. And mm -hmm. then they get another chance to play and then it's the same thing over and over again for them and they find the yeah. game, like, very boring. So I feel like if that's that that's the case like that kind of sucks but i think overall I, I agree with you on that it's been pretty fun i have no complaints with it uh I, yeah i, I don't absolutely. think it's a main game i don't know how people main that game but i do find it as like a good game to just kind of like bring together like my group of friends to play or whatever yeah and i totally think that like it's like actually a great like party game for a bunch of friends that just want to like you know shoot the crap you know um i think it's really really great but yeah for that reason like that someone might have to sit out for a few rounds that's kind of lame i'm almost thinking that like if you are playing with friends just all queue up solo and just talk on discord while you <laughs> it. it's kind of like the same thing yeah maybe maybe yeah that, that's a good point too as well <laughs> i think from a streamer perspective for me it's nice if i go out though because i can like talk to chat and kind of chill oh yeah but that's yeah, just my that. thing you know but uh but yeah all right yeah cool i just wanted to know uh i just wanted to kind of get your brief thoughts on that before we ended because i know we talked about it last week and you've had like a week to settle with the game so overall rating mm -hmm. fall guys yes among us no basically yeah okay got it <laughs> <laughs> all right cool well i think that about wraps it up for the podcast uh thanks again for everyone who's listened to hung out whether that be on youtube or whether that be on the stream or whether that be on audio but uh yeah we will catch you guys next week hopefully we will um you know everything will settle down for me and um be able to um you know record this on mondays when it's supposed to so we do apologize for those delays once again but i hope you guys understand um mm -hmm. Anyway, guys, thank you guys so, so much for hanging out. Thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, we will see you next week. Later. See you guys.